This episode of the 405 Film Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Picture House Central, Central London's premier movie-going hangout. Taking over five floors of prime London estate, Picture House Central transports you and your friends to a whole new world of cinema. Great food, Dolby Atmos sound, and the exclusive members lounge are among the perks to greet you. What are you waiting for? Get down there now. Oh, if you're not in London, then don't fret. There's probably a Picture House in your town. Go to www.picturehouses.com to find out more. Now, to the show. Welcome to the 405 Film Podcast with Sean Melton and Adam Libanati Roach. Hello, welcome to the award-winning 405 Film Podcast with Sean Melton and Adam Longname. Oh, fuck, have you changed that again? Every time. It's not Longname, it's Libanati Roach. It Road. is Longname, it is Longname. I've seen his birth certificate, it definitely says Longname on it. And remember, awards can be self-awarded. That's what I've heard. Yes, in fact, I think we have the award for self-awarding ourselves. Well done, us! Woo! Alright, cool. What a week it has been. The end of Nine Lives Week on the 405 reared its feline head. Meow. And we finally got to see Jason Bourne. Anyway, how are you this week, Sean Biltong? I'm doing pretty good. I'm still emotionally and mentally recovering from the week that was Why is Kevin Spacey a Cat week. It was a beautiful roller coaster of emotions. But you know what? First, I think we should talk about Jason Bourne, which we saw two, three, four. Well, we saw it a couple nights ago. So if you're nice, yeah. it's the, uh, the first film in a series to include his first name as well. This is true. Jason Jason. Jason Bourne. So just in case you hadn't watched any of the prior three films, then you now know his, uh, his full name is Jason Bourne, not Matt Damon. There we go. But yeah, we're going to talk about Jason Bourne. And before we actually kick into it, I need to say this. Haven't you always wanted to say something and then, you know, Moby's Extreme Ways starts playing? I have. And every time a Bourne film ends, I think to myself... I wish it was still cool to carry a boombox around so it I is. could there it is. I could have a comeback, press play, and then walk out. So, like, it'd be, you know, here's, like, a break-it phrase, like, it's not me, it's you. And then, and then you have that in the street, and, and everybody around you's like, oh, God, that guy loves Jason Bourne. And then, like, I'm sorry, but you're more a friend to me. What ones, you, what ones do you have? I, I'm just all about, like, breakup anthems there. Apparently. I, but if I had to be broken up with with that end song from Jason Bourne, I'd be okay with it. I'm going a little bit deeper and darker. I Why? Would Why? Like, Don't do that. I would like to play it as if I was a doctor giving diagnoses to patients. As <gasps> I'm afraid the diagnosis isn't good. You only have three weeks to live. <laughs> so- that sounds perfect. <laughs> That's Scrubs. That is Scrubs level dark humour. Um, but yeah, like, it, uh, I'm sure that could be a meme of its own. You know, this Bourne film has far too many memes going for it now. Like, you know it. Yeah, well. What is it? Um, our favourite meme. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. It's like you just put 
Star Wars kid before it and then have Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Anything really. Or another fun game we've been playing is what other things can you say in front of Jason Bourne? So for example, whoops the daisies, it's Jason Bourne. Ooh ba doo ba doo doo. So it's Jason Bourne. Tiddlywinks, it's Jason Bourne. You've won, Charlie. It's Jason Bourne. My word, it's Jason Bourne. Hello, boys. So it's Jason Bourne. I'm Jason Bourne. <laughs> really, it can go on. So tweet us yours because it's never ending. It can literally be anything and everything. And it should be everything and, and it anything. It should be everything. It should have been said more often in the film. Weirdly, it actually hardly was really said. It's the magic of trailers. But it is in the trailer. It's the best part of the trailer. Well, second best because the very best is the hacking was... How bad was it? It's almost as bad as Snowden. No! I don't That's know the even... the worst. I don't even know how bad that was. How bad was Snowden? Like, this hacking's different. Snowden got, like, a USB stick out in a Rubik's Cube, so is this almost as bad? Is it a, did they try and sneak it out in a shitter puzzle-based game? We need the opinion of my favorite black hat hacker, Chris Hemsworth, and I think we need him to weigh in on this. I still don't know anything about this black hat hacker of Chris Hemsworth. You need to talk to me about it, so I'll lay a date. His I didn't name's know... Hathaway. He's a black hat hacker named Hathaway, and he hacks things. Doesn't actually wear a black hat, though. I learned no. from watching that film. It's just a term used for extreme hackers. No black hats were worn. If you're thinking you may get to see Chris Hemsworth in a black hat, if you go see that film, you would be wrong. Don't bother. It's just like Chris Hemsworth in a black hat going, Database has been dubbed tally ho. <laughs> just like. Never happened. Never didn't happen. Coding's done, darling. Tea? Biscuits? Tip of the hat. Tip of the hat. You know he's Aussie though. Do they drink tea in Australia? I'm not going to do an accent, don't. No. No, you can't. Top of the morning. No, that's Irish. Anyway, Jason Bourne, great film in my mind. I loved it. Um, bit of a slow start, to be fair, as films go. But like I said, we're not here to criticise. We're here to size your love for film like ours. And make up words too. That's make up words. Grammar knows shit. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I love films, as you've noticed whenever we talk about films that aren't Now You See Me Too. Go back to episode one. Um, and the only thing that bothered me about it was that it felt like uh, Paul Greengrass was writing his first Jason Bourne film. And it, he definitely was. Why, it why do you agree? Well, to me, it, it was good, and I think the last five minutes were my very favorite, and the last 30 minutes were by far better than the rest of the film combined. Um, not my favorite Bourne movie, but essentially it felt like a Bourne paid by numbers. It was as if Paul Greengrass, who's very familiar with the Bourne films because he directed almost all of them, he thought, I can do this. I don't need Tony Gilroy. I can write my own Bourne film. And he did. It was. It was very... It was like he was following all the steps. Like, what should Bourne do? He should be in a place. He should wash his hands in a sink. Yep. He should look in a mirror and be confused. There should be flashbacks. He should punch a lot of people. He should fly through windows. He should fall off of things. You know, just filling in all the blanks. It was filled in very well, though. Like, he's definitely the best person who could write a Jason Bourne film other than Tony Gilroy, but it didn't didn't quite hit all the marks. It was, yeah. But still, it was it was enjoyable. Definitely enjoyable. Um, I think the the social media aspect is what got me. But I think anytime social media and tech is in a film, it still seems laughable when they're talking about pulling up tweets to monitor. It just pull up always, the tweets. Pull up the tweets. It uh. always makes me giggle. But I think that's the reality. I think when the CIA is monitoring people in the NSA, they are looking at tweets. I mean, we know that it's documented. They do track tweets. So, you know, be careful what you hashtag, kids. Yeah. 
and in this world where you can probably get sued or put in jail for a tweet, which nearly happened over here, it's a uh, Robin Hood airport incident in Nottingham ages ago. There, Somebody tweeted a, that he was going to be so angry he was going to use a bomb you. or something. There's an airport in a place called Notting Hill called Robin Hood. Nottingham. Nottingham, like Nottingham Forest, where Robin Hood's from. I think it is called the Robin Hood Airport. I'll get back to you on the specifics and the truth behind that. But this guy did tweet something that was along the lines of, ah, oh, so angry, I'm going to blow up this airport or something. And they monitored that and arrested him. And he got charged. Yeah, uh, but it was kind of, I think that. it was sort of thrown out. But anyway, back to the film. Yep. Fun film. What were your favourite parts of the film? Like I said, the final hour. Yep. Uh, final hour just streamed by. It was proper born. And um, the villain in this film, well, one of the other assassins that you see in the trailer, um, Vincent Cassell, uh, yeah, yeah. was incredible. Great. Super great. Um, also, I'm now in love with Alicia Vikander. She is a gem of a human and an amazing actress. Um, you still haven't seen. Um... She's one year younger than me, which means she's still she... in my um, oh, in my a, a, a able to date range. There you go. Yes. Well, she uh, she's been in a bunch of films recently, and I was happy she was in this. And I was weirded out by the fact that in like her and Tommy Lee Jones are heavy hitters in the film world, but they were not credited in the trailers. It only just said Matt Damon is Jason Bourne, and we all know that. And nowhere did it say, also, hey, look, we got Tommy Lee Jones. They show him, and everyone knows who he is. So it's like, okay, cool, it's Tommy Lee Jones. But not everyone may recognize Lisa Vikander by just her face. And I think that's worth mentioning. Like, she's won awards, and she's gotten a lot of praise for both um, uh, the Danish girl and yep. um, Ex Machina. Like, she got uh, both amazing films, which one is very good, one is subpar, but she's great in both of them. Guess which one? <laughs> Figure it out yourselves. Robots rule. <laughs> and um, and I was just, it was strange to me that she's all over the trailer and no mention of her name is, like, starring in that film. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> but, but she's the best part. If, if you were on the fence of scene, go, because I think she really makes the film. Yeah, she does. She's good. Um... And as far as Bourne films go, even though it's written by somebody who's not written one before, the plot is fast, and it moves at a frantic, fa- frantic face, frantic pace. Um, but what's quite interesting is it does feel like a Matt Damon vehicle, so much so that um, a reputable news source—it's not reputable; it's actually the Daily Mail. <laughs> Um, decided to run an article saying, did you know Matt Damon earned around $1 million per line? That's cool. Because, you know, in my mind, Jason Bourne hardly says anything. No, we... he's busy washing his hands. He's, got, his he's hands. got blood to wash off his hands. He doesn't have time for words. But we we did some math. Maths. If you are over here in the UK. You did maths? In... You did all this maths yourself? I did all this maths. Wow. In Bourne Identity, he has 237 lines of dialogue which came out as $42,194 per line. Not bad, not bad. Then in Born Supremacy, a significant drop. Uh, it had 118 lines of dialogue and had $220,000 and 33... No, $220,339. nearly went into, like, cents. What the fuck? And then in Born Ultimatum, 102 lines of dialogue and $254,902 per line. And then in the Bourne Legacy, he had zero lines of dialogue and zero dollars, because he wasn't in it. 
Take that. Go. That was a little trick for you. Wait, how many lines did he have in this one, though, in Jason Bourne? I think it was like 42. Oh, uh, I, I, I forgot beautiful. to write that down, so I'm guessing it's 42. So if there were... If there were to be another Jason Bourne film, which I hope there is, because I feel like the way they ended this one, I would actually like to have another one. He would need to have no lines of dialogue. Actually, he had about 25 lines. But now, a line is just a sentence. Like, some of these could be very long sentences. So, but also, I'm trying to... Th- it, it doesn't... It doesn't even, looking back on the film, it's not like I thought, oh, he barely said anything. Because, again, he doesn't talk much. Other people talk for him to explain the plot. He's yeah. busy, like, punching people and washing his hands. He's busy finding a new book or something to hit people with. He could use his fist, but no, I'm going to use this inanimate object. And I feel like I know exactly which, like, two scenes he talked the most. <laughs> well, overall, go see it and watch it in a cinema. It's much better in a cinema because, you know, bass. Unless you've got an amazing sound system. Yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, go see it in the cinema. It's fun. It is fun. Was it as fun as Nine Lives? No. Why? Absolutely not. Why? How How was the week? What came up in this week? What did we cover before you dive into the film itself? Well, I decided I wanted to celebrate Nine Lives, and so I thought about what Nine Lives was as a film. It's a cat film. It's a talking animal film. And actually, that's the only two things it is. It's only really a cat film and a talking animal film. Also a Kevin Spacey film. So based off of those things, I kind of... Figured out an entire week of um, one one post on the 405 film blog per day. So five in total. And Friday would be a review of the film. And so I covered my favorite um, animal films where the animals talked. And then I realized, you know what? The non-talking animal films need to be separated because they're different. They're like, you can't compare Free Willy to Cats and Dogs. Absolutely not. So I made a separate list of my favorite non-talking animal films. Then you jumped in on Wednesday with... Maybe the most amazing nonsensical thing of all time, which thank was thank you, thank you, thank you, thank and you. And what was that? What was your contribution to Kevin Spacey is a cat? Well, I'm going to say this uh, contribution worked really well for our SEO, just in case people were trying to find films that Kevin Spacey would be good as as a cat in previous Kevin Spacey films. Yep. So basically, have you ever wondered what would Seven be like if Kevin Spacey, the actor, was? Played by Kevin Spacey, the cat. Um, Actually, wait, whilst, whilst you talk, I'm going to see where we come up on uh, Google uh, rankings. New incognito window is open. There and we so go. basically, Kevin Spacey Spacey. films if, if if Kevin Spacey, you can try this at home, was mm. a cat. Okay? And uh, we don't come top. What? Oh, no, come no, on. No, no, no. Not even on the first page yet. Because no, it it's like, this is all just talking about the film. I think we're the only blog that has actually pondered what would these films be like if he was a cat and not a human. I'm still wondering about... Um, the, there we go, dominating the second page of Google. Go. Oh my God, oh why is Kevin Spacey a cat? We got if you, if you've done this search as well, <laughs> search for Kevin Spacey films of Kevin Spacey was a cat and you'll see on the second page of Google we, we take of a whole chunk, which is, why is Kevin Spacey a cat, cat week? question mark. All right. I'm still wondering. Um, so it was a good week. Um, and then ended off the week with... Uh, then I did my favorite cat films on Thursday. Um, remembered some. I think the best thing about this week was I focused a lot on films from the 90s and a couple of more recent ones, like Keanu and a Talking Cat, starring Eric Roberts as a cat. But most of them were based in the late 90s, early 2000s, which I still think was prime kid movie era it was also when i was a kid so i feel like i would anyone who was a kid would say that the best films were when they were actually kids but they were good 
and they were awesome because nothing compares to the first Airbud or Free Willy or um, Dr. Doolittle um, with Eddie Murphy or, you know. Yeah, listeners, so what's your favorite yeah, animal tell us talking what your favorite movie? Animal Homeward Bound? Oh, uh, Homeward Bound, so good. Um, but let, let me get to the film because Nine Free Lives Willy. is. No, I don't want to talk about Flipper. Nine. Flipper's on my list. Sunson checks in. That was not on my list. Why was the, oh, get, get out know, of this. I know, the crow. Too many, what? It's an animal film, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, add that one to your list, young people. <laughs> hey, young <Yeah>. men. <laughs> okay, talk about Nine Lives. Well, you need to go read my my review um, of it. It's on the forum. I'll link it in um in the podcast little blurb thing. But it's um it to me was. If it had come out in the late 90s in that era of talking animal films, I think it would have been a big hit. I don't think there would have been like 25 million articles of, why is Kevin Spacey playing this cat? What is up with that? Is his career ruined? There's at least five. There's at least five reviews of like, why did he do this? And it's like, why not? There needs to be at least nine. Did anyone, did anyone go to Sally Field and be like, Sally Field, why are you playing a cat in this movie called Homeward Bound? No, they're probably like, cool. So anyway, um, I thought it was it was a fun film. It was fun. It was absolutely insane, and um, everyone acted pretty well in it. I think Kevin Spacey was professional, but I still think he kind of borderline phoned it in. Um, he, I feel like he was on board for when he was a human, and he never read far enough into the script, <laughs> and then got to the po- page where he turns into the cat and was like, "Wait, what?" What do you mean I'm, I'm locked into this contract and I can't get out of it? I really wish it was like that. I said, what do you mean I've signed my life away? What? This is my house? <laughs> but I, I I laughed through it. I saw it. It only played in, in the daytime. And so I saw it with its target audience, which were families and kids. And that was fun because everyone laughed. Um, it had a great scene where Kevin Spacey, the cat who I lovingly call Kev Cat, um, was sad about being a cat, so he found um, a decanter of scotch and managed to tip it over and pour it into a glass dish because Kev Cat's fancy and only drinks out of fancy dishes. What? And the cat was drunk. Not only this, though. That's one thing to have a drunk cat, which they managed to do with a mixture of CGI cat and real cat. A lot of real cat tricks in this film for all you cat fans out there. Can at um, it, cat. Never mind. It wasn't all just CGI cat, which I appreciated as... <laughs> as a, a cat fan but also so drunk kev cat wakes up hung over in a corner and jennifer lawrence who plays um, jennifer Kevin's, lawrence I'm sorry not jennifer lawrence jennifer garner can yeah. you imagine if jennifer lawrence was in this film as- jennifer lawrence would not do that anymore <laughs> no way but jennifer garner wakes up kev cat with just a rough night as she's not even like confused or scared about why the cat must reek of scotch she's just like okay I guess the cat's an alcoholic. And it just, it it was things like that peppered throughout the film. Christopher Walken is great. I think it would make a great double feature with another film from the late 90s called That Darn Cat starring Christina Ricci. And I'm pretty sure the exact same breed of cat as um, Kevin Spacey cat, which was a Norwegian forest cat. Um, Just going to stop now. We've spoken about Nine Lives too long. Have we? We have. But you've got a friend. Um, uh, Laura Gabassi... I apologize I'm not saying your surname wrong, but she got in touch with us on Twitter. Read what she said. I just saw the trailer and I love it. She's a big fan of Nine Lives. Well, of the trailer. If she lives in London, should we... Hey, Laura, if you listen to this, do you want to come watch Nine Lives with us? We'll take you. 
Yeah, come with us. I'd see it again. Adam wants to see it. Yeah, of course. I convinced him from my review. So actually, go read the review. I'm pretty sure I can convince more than just Adam to see this film based on my review. To be fair, if you want to come watch this film with us and you live in London, we'll arrange a time, we'll all go, and we'll all go watch it together. Uh, Sean, myself, Laura Gabassi. Have Any, a good time. Anyone else, yeah, come with us. It'll be fun. I think that's a good way to end this bit, actually. Okay. Laura Gabassi, get in touch. We need you. Meow. You told me I can't talk about Kevin Spacey anymore. Yeah, we're done. No, no, no. Kevin Spacey is a cat. We'll talk about it in the next episode. Okay, I'm going to start. Yeah, can I have a new segment called I'm Still Thinking About Nine Lives? Yeah, we can. Oh, God, I thought it was going to be We Still Think About 9 11. I was like, oh, good (laughs) grief. No, 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 we can't have that on the film podcast. This is a film podcast. I just want to talk about the cat movie, please. But, you know, I think what we should talk about, it's kind of in the same little vein of fun films, is a, a triple feature we kind of came up with Oh yeah. the other night. What were you watching last night? Well, I decided to take one of my own Netflix recommendations. What? Yep, don't worry, we'll be getting to our next one, my next one soon. But watch Mouse Hunt. Oh, Mouse Hunt. I, that was on my, my brothers and my rotation, on our healthy rotation, because watching it with you, I came in for the last 20 minutes and I remembered all of it. I was like, I feel like I must have watched it a dozen times at least. It's interesting that you do just remember it so well. Yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, God. But watching it as an adult, and I felt the same when I was watching, um, I watched Beethoven recently. Like, this mouse is a sociopath. Yeah, He's he is. actively trying to kill two people. Like, if this was, if you replace that mouse with a person, you'd just send that person to jail or... If, well, you kill them like they're trying to kill the mouse, but that would be a really interesting court case. <laughs> like if they managed to capture the mouse and decided to just, <laughs> which they did. In part of the film, they take the mouse and they try and send him to Cuba. What they should have done is gone to a, a police station and be like, "Hey, this mouse has tried to kill us numerous times." And then you know, they try to prove it. I guess that would be the most interesting part of the film. Hey, Netflix, making a murderer season two, nail it. Um, we were thinking about a triple feature. With the term hijinks. So we got Mouse Hunt, Home Alone, and Sean Melton of Melton Mowbray. What would the third one be? Well, we tossed around a couple of things. My personal favorite is Baby's Day Out. Because all three of these films, basically the the main premise is unsuspecting stupid, bumbling grown-ups being bested by mice slash children slash babies, which can you know, kind of fall into the same categories, like helpless things. And and by the end of it, the adults should all be dead. They should be dead. The burglars from Home Alone should have been dead in the first five minutes of their attempting to get into the house. No one can survive that amount of blood force trauma. No, nobody. And same with Mouse Hunt. And it's yeah. been a while since I've seen Baby's Day Out, but I think, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. Like, the baby... I think the baby's more innocent, though, and just doing baby stuff, whereas the mouse and, um, and uh, Kevin, they're actively trying to kill... <laughs> Kevin is trying to kill those grown-ups. They are breaking into his house, but he's trying to kill them. Yeah. And it's okay. Why is it okay? It's the 90s. It was fine. <sighs> Being an adult sucks. It's just like, that's fine. Just try and kill him. Kevin, you did it. It's all self-defense. When you watch it as a kid, you're like, yeah. And as an adult, you're like, well, I mean, people shouldn't burgle because that's not good. But should children maim and torture? <laughs> 
I don't know. Uh, tweet us. Should children be allowed to maim and torture? And burglary is that also a crime? But yes. yes, that's a good. That's a good triple and triple feature. Yes, I think hijinks. But now you had one that you thought would be a good third one to go along with Mouse Hunt and Home Alone. What was yours? I can't remember. It was Rat Race. Oh yeah, that was just on the theme of hijinks and animals. Yeah, but I think that's a good one too. So okay, we've got two. We've got Mouse Hunt and Home Alone. If you had a third one to add to that, what would it be? We go with baby di- Baby's Day Out and Rat Race. If you guys have any other ideas of what would kind of... Maybe go from left field, like throw something different at us. I focused yeah. on the adults getting almost murdered. You focused on a little bit of everything with the animals and hijinks in general. You know what? We're going to put a Twitter vote up. Yes. We're going to put a Twitter poll Oh, Twitter polls. I've be, never done one of those what before. What would be the third film you'd add to our triple feature and we'll reveal the details in uh next week's episode oh that sounds exciting. like a plan like what else that. will we be talking about in next week's episode because we will have just seen no. be the day of us seeing tickled It'll... as part of our docs club with picture house central we'll, oh we'll, it's nice we'll be recording this in advance though that's how that's how that works. Possibly, it goes, yeah. It goes up on the day that we're going to go. That's see right. Tickled. I yeah. just forgot the dates. Yeah. In yeah, my head. Normally, normally our Central Docs Club is on Mondays, but next week it's on a Wednesday, which is the thirty first. Um, August. Of August, yes. Twenty sixteen. What? Yeah. Damn, I had no idea. Yeah, of um. You have no idea, do you? The giant space pig. Yep. I don't know. <laughs> yep, you're the giant space pig. Um, hop on Twitter, you guys, and look up uh, Find Tickled's um, Twitter because they've been really good at tweeting fan reactions, and there have been some really good ones um, that make me just wonder: a, people are really trying to torture their friends by taking them to this film, and they're delighting in it. Yeah. And b, people are like not—they're still recovering emotionally, mentally, maybe even physically a little bit from this film. Um, we've been talking about it a little bit. I don't want to say much more. I'll be posting a little blog post. Um, later uh, this week to remind you guys to come with but otherwise clear your schedules bring a friend and come with us next wednesday because it's gonna be bananas and re- shit is bananas b-a-n-a-n-a-s exactly and it's our night with the good guys at picture house central and that's the last time i'm gonna say their brand name on this whole podcast because i counted in the last one we said it like 10 11 times there's oh. a partnership and then it's taking the piss but we like them. We do. I do. I live there under one of their tables. PHC. They That's haven't fine. noticed yet. Um, but yeah, come over us, 31st. Um, join us. 6.30. It's going to be awesome. Stay afterwards for a chat. And a pint. We'll go for a drink afterwards if you come along. I'll be really tall. Not, oh no, somebody else there who's really tall. Um, I'll make myself you're known. O- you're only medium height. You're I'm like medium. average height. I'm medium Toby King. He's average height. I'm tall for a girl. Um, you have to buy your own pint, though. We like you, but not that much. Oh, I'll buy some. I'll buy some. Whoever comes and says... Um, if, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming with you. If I'm you going. come up to me I'm and free. say, Hi, nice to meet you, Adam Longname, I'll buy you a pint. Oh. Right. This works under my devious plans, Quickly, too. quickly, quickly. Not quickly, quickly. We're trying to keep it 30 minutes, because, you know, you'll probably finish your exercise by now. If that's right, if you are just about to finish your exercise in the gym, stretch out, remember, stretch out, especially your base of your spine. Um, also, you got this. You got one this. One more. One more rep. You can do it. Do what the rock would one, do. One. Two. Wait, how do you do like... Three. How do you like motivate through workout? You got this. You got this, Get girl. your sweat on. Get Come your... on, baby. You got this. So whilst you're getting your sweat on, listen to my... You're looking good. Pump that iron. Recommendations. Pump that iron. Pump that iron. We're going to talk about 
the lobster because when I'm not watching Pokemon Indigo League or Bob Ross what's your favourite Bob Ross episode mine's the one when he does the mountain I don't know I wrote the script to try and be cool do you actually watch Bob Ross? There was one where he I watched did this, two episodes. Sunset on the beach, and at first the wave looked like shit, and then it came all together. Oh, Bob so Ross surprised. always pulls it together. He you does. pull me out on this, and we can't go back and re-record because it's too far in. Um, but yeah, I watched The Lobster recently, and we've been talking about it a lot on the four or five Slack channels. If you want to become part of our Slack channels, we are looking for writers. Is that you? Yes, it is, and it's great. It's a good film. It's this a, film's nuts. It's a really, good. really good film. Um, my weirdly, my favorite part is the um, the opening scene, just because of it's shot through a windshield in the rain, and it's fucking beautiful. Can't remember who the cinematographer is, but kudos to you because just I was hooked in the first few minutes of the film based solely on that. Story's great. Made me think a lot about what animal I would be, um, and I would pick an otter because I always go with like otters. Those are my animals. I feel like they're my because they're playful. But they're also kind of dicks, and I think that encompasses most of my personality. I'd probably be a panda. Why? Slow moving, just eats, doesn't do much. That's true. What about a sloth? No. no it's got it, a bad rap. Sloths are cute, though. Sloths have a bad rap. Although, fuck you, Vice, for writing that expose of why haven't sloths evolved to be faster and better. What? Why would they need to? I think Vice did that. Pretty sure they did. But anyway, they don't need to. They're fine the way they are. Hi, Vice. We like you. We like you. Uh, but yeah, it's a great film. Colin Farrell is really good in it. <laughs> you did really good in this, Colin. Yeah. Good for you, Colin Farrell. Rachel Vice, And then a really surprisingly great... It's not surprisingly great. John C. Riley is just amazing He's anyway. good. I love when he just shows up randomly in films. Especially what essentially is like... It's a, it's a foreign-ish film. It's not like a blockbuster American type film. And he always does it, though. He just shows up in a film and you're like, oh, hey... Oh. It's John C. Riley. Oh, he's playing serious this time. Oh, seriously, Riley. Yeah, go see it. Grab some single friends. Watch on Netflix. Realise how sad your life is. And yeah. be like, well, at least we're not going to be turned into animals by the time we're... I think it's 40. Yeah. Is I... it if, you haven't, if you're not in a relationship by 40? Yeah, it... or if you get out of one. If, you, if you're in one and then you're either... You become divorced or your wife or partner dies, then you only have a very short amount of time to replace that person, too. Yeah. It's dark, but also funny, but also dark. So, yeah, triple header, new triple header, Bridget Jones' Diary, The Notebook, followed by The Lobster, and then you can go home to your beds alone. So, yeah, there's my recommendation, Lobster. It's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Tell me what you think. Tweet us at the 405 film. And, yeah. And quickly back to, you know, Dot Club. Don't forget. Next Wednesday. Is the next Central Docs Club screening. And it's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. So. Uh, yeah. That's about it. We did it. We smashed it out. There we go. Jason Bourne. Do I have time to talk about Nine Lives a little more? Oh my fucking God. It's Jason Bourne. Oh my God. Is Kevin Spacey playing a cat? Oh shit. I did say we weren't going to mention Picture High Central again. But I have to. I have to. Because we've been to the recent season of Culture Shock, which is like, which was created by Nicholas Winding Refin, and they're amazing. And uh, the next one's being done by Edgar Wright, you know, what? hot first Shauna Dead fame. Yeah. And so, like, I saw Mulholland Drive, and I never seen Mulholland Drive before, and I got to see it in the cinema, and like, I still don't know how to feel about it. 
Uh, yeah, I didn't get to see any from Nicholas Wayne Refn's list of films. I'm hoping to catch some of the ones on Edgar Wright's Culture Shock. Um, go check it out on their website. They're coming up starting September. Yeah. There's a bunch of good ones. Um, it's nice to see the films that inspire these prolific filmmakers. Um, and they, they're different than what you expect, but also not surprising. And it's like, okay, I get it. I yeah, get I get ya. it. You get it after all. Um, and to talk this uh, episode out, I sent my friend... My housemate Lawrence to go watch Suspiria, which is the final winding Refn film tonight. And he's... He's there right now. He's there right now. And um, for your ears only, here's what he thought of the Dario Argento horror. Enjoy. So uh, I've just watched Suspiria as part of Nicholas Winding Refn's Culture Shock season at Pitch House Central. Firstly, its sound design is uniquely oppressive and violent like anything I've experienced before, really. Its lighting is fascinating and intentionally overbearing, but like not in a Michael Bay way. And its cinematography is equally parts dated and disorientating. Overall, a wonderfully disturbing film. It's worth watching, though maybe only once. That was a 405 podcast with Picture House Central. Your hosts this week again were me and that guy. Editing was also by that guy. The podcast is produced by Oliver Primus and me! Be our friends on Twitter. Follow us at The405Film for lots of fun. Subscribe to us on iTunes also, don't forget. And remember to share the podcast with everybody you know until they ask you to stop. If we get to 500 followers before the next episode, we're going to give some shit away. What? Tell Can your I have friends. It? Can I have it? No. Okay. Jesus Christ. It's Jason Bourne. <laughs>